Hey everybody, welcome into a brand new segment for the Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, I am Mike Bernier. I am not Big Jim, uh, the voice that you normally hear uh, during these fun shows. Um, so let me introduce myself and then I'll introduce the concept here. Um, you have heard me before on the 3CT podcast with Jim as well as the Take 3 Wrestling podcast. Um, I filled in sometimes with the 3CT guys. I am also one of the random souls that you hear uh, Jim talk to in the Facebook chats during the Huddle Up podcast on Tuesday nights, which you can uh, listen to right here, ding, uh, as well as on the Facebook and the YouTube, uh, YouTube slash Huddle Up uh, ding again, Jim. I think I'm doing this right. Right, ding, 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 ding. Uh, all right. So I am Mike Bernier. I am originally from Virginia. I now reside in beautiful South Florida, and I have decided, uh, with the ever loving support of one uh, Big Jim, to cover some things here for the Huddle Up podcast. And the first thing uh, is going to be this thing that I'm going to do over the next, uh, probably like 50 something weeks in a row, probably. Uh, and that is going to be five for fighting. That is going to be the official title of this, uh, specific drop, uh, where we're going to talk about what's going on in the national hockey league. Something that both myself and big Jim are big fans of. If you haven't already check out the over under podcast, you can find that here in the huddle up feed. Uh, where we talked about the over-under projections for all of the National Hockey League. Uh, We are currently about 10 games into the regular season for most teams around the NHL. So this concept here is I'm going to have five topics. We're going to rapid-fire them. I'm going to talk a little bit about them, and then I'm going to get you guys out of here as we get ready for the next week of NHL action. So let's start with the first one, and it's one that's a very interesting one, and I'm going to pose it as this. Did the Buffalo Sabres potentially ruin the career or attempt to ruin the career of Jack Eichel by wanting to get the fusion surgery? Um, And I'm going to say yes, because Jack has become a member of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, yeah, he's looked back to premium Jack Eichel uh, standpoint. I got to watch it uh, a couple nights ago against the Washington Capitals in the 3-2 win. Uh, Yeah, he looks real good. Uh, Five goals so far on the year. Uh, One of them on the power play. Seven assists, 12 total points, and a plus nine through um, 11 games so far. So, yeah, uh, he looks real good right now. Um, Glad to see him back skating at 100%. And here's the thing. If he says no, um, that should have been the end of it. The fact that the Buffalo Sabres just tried to press into him getting something that could potentially ruin not only his hockey career, but his life is kind of a, you know, for a lack of better terms, kind of a dick move. Um, And I I get it. The trade has worked out fairly well for both teams. The Sabres are happy with what they got out of that. Um, They're currently sitting at 7-3, second in the Atlantic, Atlantic Division behind the Boston Bruins. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't necessarily know that I love, you know, the, well, let's press Jack. And it's just, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I do think that Jack will enjoy the change of scenery right now, uh, 
continuously here uh, in Las Vegas uh, as the Golden Knights currently sit first place in the Pacific, uh, 9-2-0 with 18 points so far. Uh, The second topic that we're going to discuss, and a fun one here, Connor McDavid, 11 goals in 10 games, but Leon Dreisaitl has 21 points in 10 games. Is there a world where Connor McDavid would be good but not great if Leon Dreisaitl wasn't an oiler? Um, On this one, I I think that both of these guys are franchise guys. Um, It's unfortunate for Leon that he doesn't get the credit that he deserves outside of Edmonton. Um, I do have a couple of friends that are Oiler fans, and a lot of people in Edmonton understand what Leon Dreisaitl brings to the table. Uh, But a lot of mainstream hockey fans, it's the Connor McDavid show, and that's all they care about when it comes to the Oilers. Uh, what I would say is I still think Connor Connor McDavid would be a above like a top fifteen player without Leon Drysital. Uh, with Leon Drysital, though, he becomes a top five player in the National Hockey League, and it's no questions asked. Um, Drysital's ability to move the puck and get McDavid open shots and things like that that are you know not thought about. Uh, the matchups that McDavid gets because of Dreisaitl. Um, the Oilers are firing right now. Um, they're scoring at a clip that is pretty crazy. Um, they are 7-3 right now, plus 9 goal differential. Um, they've got to get the defense stuff figured out. Beat the Predators last uh, a couple nights ago, 7-4. Blackhawks 6-5. Penguins 6-3. Hurricanes 6-4. Um they're letting up way too many goals to make deep runs into the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. But Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, uh, these two guys are going to have a lot of fun uh, moving forward uh, as members of the Edmonton Oilers. Number three in the first edition of Five for Fighting, does the groin injury and surgery for Andre Palat make the Devils mid again? Uh, Palat, three goals in six games played. Uh, the Devils currently sitting at number one in the Metropolitan Division, seven and three with fourteen points, a plus eleven goal differential. I'm gonna say yes. I think that the injury to Palat makes the Devils mid. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are gonna get it figured out. I think the Washington Capitals are gonna get it figured out. I think the Rangers are gonna just get continuously better. The Islanders have been playing fairly well so far through ten games. So I think the Devils come back to earth and back into the middle of the Metropolitan without Andres Palat. Uh, Palat is a guy, though, when he comes back, and he is going to make a return at some point this regular season, um, if he can keep this going, uh, I do believe that the Devils can make a potential run for a 7 or an 8 seed in the the Eastern Conference. Um, Right now, the way you look at it, um, they're 14 points. Uh, The only team with more points than them in the Eastern Conference is the Boston Bruins. They're tied with the aforementioned Buffalo Sabres earlier from the Jack Eichel conversation. Um, And there's a bunch of teams in the 12 to 10 area. Um, Basically, every team with the exception of Ottawa and Columbus, which we'll have a special talk about that at the end of the show. Stay tuned for that. We'll talk about the Ottawa Senators. Um, So I look at it from this standpoint. The the Devils on a four-game win streak... I think eventually uh, Earth comes back and the plot injury makes them a middle-of-the-road team in the Eastern Conference. 
Um, but if they can get him back and they can get the rest of the guys to keep playing well while he's out and keep them dangerous, an Andre Palat return could be big things for the Devils. Number four, the Arizona Coyotes opened up the Mulet Arena on the Arizona, uh, Arizona State campus, got a victory over the Florida Panthers for their first win there. Um, I don't hate them playing in a small venue. Um, I get it. It's not up to National Hockey League standards. But was hockey in Arizona really ever up to NHL standards? I mean, I think it's cool. um, But not every warm city needs um, hockey. Like, you have it in Vegas. You have it in California. You don't need it in Arizona. But I do like the fact that they're actually going to enjoy this smaller venue. I'm going to try to get it up right now. Up in Tempe, uh, the current seating capacity is 5,000. I enjoy the fact that they're literally going to fill this thing with a middle-of-the-road hockey team. And I think it's going to be epic um, that the students from... Arizona State are going to be able to fill that stadium and go to affordable hockey games. Um, and, I, and I love it. I, I think sometimes I always get the, the opinion that people say bigger is better. I, I would louder is better. More rambunctious is better. More energy is better to me than being bigger because bigger just means that you can have more opponents fans coming in for a vacation to go see their team play in a warm weather area i I want the arizona coyotes to use these this this next three to four years to truthfully sink their teeth into the arizona market and when the new stadium is built in tempe that that they're ready to go because at the end of the day if they're not then they're a team that probably needs to get moved to a different area where that area is is all in the air obviously uh you could you you could put a team back in hartford uh you could put a team uh another team out in canada uh somewhere um saskatchewan maybe uh there put a team up in north dakota or south dakota um something crazy like that i don't know it's just i love the fact that they're going all in and playing at Mulet Arena right now, and that that place was loud. Um, I watched the game that they lost in overtime. Um, I believe that was to Winnipeg. Double check that real quick while I'm on the on, on the line with you guys. It was to Winnipeg. It was a three two overtime loss on October twenty eighth. That place was loud, and that's the thing. Sometimes, like I said, like you have those big arenas, and you know you're you're playing for a team that that's been as bad as Arizona has in the past. You, all you hear is the, the stuff echoing because there's no one there to keep the cheering from the scoreboard going on. Um, and I think that's something that's a takeaway that's a positive for the Coyote franchise. <laughs> and last but certainly not least in the first installment of Five for Fighting, Darcy Kemper signing with the Washington Capitals. Myself and Big Jim talked about him at nausea uh, during the over-under preview about how we thought that this was a great signing, that it was going to put Washington on the right track. Watch out for the Capitals. 
But if you're a Capitals fan like myself and like Big Jim, the Darcy Kemper signing helps the Washington Capitals, but did they do enough on the defensive end to give them a legitimate shot of going after a Stanley Cup? And my answer to that right now is to be determined. And it's to be determined because of guys that they're missing. No Tom Wilson, no Nicholas Backstrom. Yes, I know, both of those guys are forwards. But Tom Wilson's a pretty good defensive forward. Nicholas Batchroom doesn't really normally get beat all that often whenever he doesn't have the puck. The other problem that this Capitals team has currently right now um, is the fact that they cannot find a way to win in regulation. Five wins, four losses, two overtime losses. They're losing games very ugly, and it's because of the defense. 3-2 to Vegas, 3-2 to Carolina, 2-0 to Dallas, 5-2 to Ottawa. Uh, a 5-2 loss in opening night to the hottest team in hockey right now, the Boston Bruins. They got a get-right game on um, basically what will be tonight as this drops. Because I'm recording Wednesday night. Uh, November 2nd, against the Detroit Red Wings. I feel like that's a get-right game for them. I think they need to come out and they need to do something very quickly uh, to right the ship because right now the problem that I'm seeing here is that the defense is taking games off, and I don't necessarily know that I can still sit here and say, dang, Darcy Kemper's playing out of his mind, but we're not doing anything behind him. They're averaging 2.9 goals for 2.82 against. So when you're letting up about three goals a game, uh, the goaltender can only do so much. Uh, I do believe, though, that Darcy, Darcy Kemper has been a very big addition here because I believe if it was uh, Samsonov or uh, Vanacek, that this team would be in a lot worse shape than 5-4-2 through 11 games. Um, that's no disrespect to those guys. But they had a decent defense in front of them yesterday, last year, and they weren't that great. This defense has not been half as good uh, as it should be, and I think those guys would be in an even bigger world of hurt. Uh, dead even uh, on the uh, goal differential for the Capitals through 11 games. Current injuries here. Connor Brown's hurt. He's been on injury reserve uh, effective today, uh, as was Bex Milestone. Um, upper body injury was put on injured reserve. Uh, again, like we said, no Tom Wilson, no Nicholas Backstrom. Carl Haglin's on long-term IR. Um, Alexander Alavensky, uh, defense, defensive will uh, start a cord conditioning stint with AHL Hershey, uh, according to Samantha Fell of the Washington Post a couple days ago. So maybe we got some help coming on the defensive end here from with, with him. But I don't know necessarily that they did enough to give themselves a legitimate shot to go make a run for the Stanley Cup um, without improving this defense. So look out for Washington to be a team that at the deadline or at some point if a team falls out of it and tries to start selling, that they may go after the ability to go get a couple defensemen. So that's the five for fighting segment. I did say that I wanted to mention something. It wasn't in my five for fighting because it wasn't about something going on in the on the ice. Um, and that's the fact that I've heard a rumor floating right now that Ryan Reynolds is interested in buying a portion or the entire thing of the Ottawa Senators uh, if they proceed to go for sale. Um, the Ottawa Senators are the most interesting team right now um, that I that I can see. 
And that's because through nine games, they're four and five. They have four wins, five losses. None of their games have gone to overtime for a total of eight points. They're four and one at home. They cannot win a road game. They're 0-4 with a plus two goal differential. Uh, losers of three straight. Uh, yeah, um, this team could get very interesting. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, big hockey guy. Uh, I would love to see Ryan become a member of the ownership group of the Ottawa Senators or become a majority member of uh, of the Ottawa Senators uh, ownership group because I think he wants good things for the Ottawa Senators, and I think that he's someone that I think the Senators organization would benefit from having uh, a guy who actually enjoys watching hockey, not only as a business investment, but as a fan. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds, if you are interested and the Senators become available uh, as a hockey fan, please uh, join the ownership group. Uh, we'll round out this Five for Fighting segment with a wrap-up of the standings and a preview of tomorrow, Thursday, November 3rd's games. Currently, Eastern Conference, uh, we're going to go the teams and the points. The Boston Bruins lead the way with 18 points. They're 9-1. and one. The Sabres have 14 points. Tampa Bay and Montreal both have 12. Florida Panthers have 11. The Red Wings and the Canadians with 10. And the Ottawa Senators with 8. In the Metropolitan Division, the Devils and the Rangers both have 14. Screw you, Ernest. The Carolina Hurricanes have 13. The Islanders, Flyers, and Capitals at 12. The Pittsburgh Penguins, fuck Sidney Crosby. 10 points, and the Columbus Blue Jackets have 6. On the Western Conference side of things, the Dallas Stars lead the Central at 13 points. Winnipeg and Minnesota both have 11. The Blackhawks are at 10. The defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche slow out of the gates. They have 9 points. The aforementioned Coyotes have 7. The Predators also have 7, and the Blues sitting at 6. And in the Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights lead the way with 18 points. The Edmonton Oilers at 14. The Kraken and the Kings are at 12. Calgary at 10. The Ducks and the Sharks sit at 7 points. And the Vancouver Canucks currently sit at 6 points. The lines for uh, Thursday's game, full slate of games. Full slate. Um, I believe a lot of teams are playing tomorrow. Rip through them real quick. Washington against Detroit. Vegas against Ottawa. Carolina, Tampa Bay. Bruins, Rangers. Kraken Wild. Islanders, Blues, Canadians versus the Jets, Kings, Blackhawks, Predators, Flames, Devils, Oilers, Stars, Coyotes, Ducks, Canucks, and Panthers, Sharks is your Thursday slate of action from around the National Hockey League. Um, should be a fun slate. Should be a fun time. I enjoy you guys hanging out for five for fighting with your truly Mikey B. Uh, I will be back next week. I'm hoping to do this every Thursday uh, that you guys can enjoy some uh, things about the National Hockey League. Um, it'll be right here on the Huddle Up feed. If you are not already, please follow me on Twitter at They Call Me Burn. That's They Call Me Burn, B-E-R-N instead of B-U-R-N. Last name's Bernier. Make it make sense. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, Mike Bernier underscore, or you can follow me at Fat Kids Certified S-E. Either one of those or how you get to follow me on Instagram. Um, if you have a topic that you would like me to talk about in Five for Fighting, please reach out to me there. Send me a DM. Uh, I would love to talk about hockey with you guys. Um, I think this is going to be a fun one. I'm going to be the hockey correspondent. Um, I have some other stuff in the in the works here with the again with the blessings of Big Jim and the Huddle Up podcast feed. 
But that's five for fighting for the day. I am Mikey B. We'll see you next week across the ice right here on the Huddle Up podcast feed.